party people in the place to be. You are now in the midst of a real MC. Throw your hands in the air if you're real as me. It's a Wednesday night. It's The Draft Show, episode 74 of the fourth and long pod with the commish with tones tones let's go first and foremost before we go any further into our uh, incredible rundown for today do we have a new yahoo or not oh crushing (laughs) i I don't understand so i so i'm at work i send you guys the screen grabs that's what i saw you click the thing and i'm like this is amazing and then i get here and I click on the fucking player card, and much to my disgust, disgusting, the old player cards are back in my life, and I'm sad. Look at all this lack of information. <laughs> what is this, built in 1998 still? It's pathetic. Let's go. Why does not everybody have this? I was so confused today, Doors. The biggest change Yahoo has made in the last three years has been the news and notes card has gone from yellow with that little red thing that comes out. Oh yeah. That gets excited. And now it's just blue. That's it. That's that's literally it's pathetic. it. It's pathetic. They need to change this up. I hope this Yahoo thing was just like a beta. That player card thing was just like a thing. And now like they're just going to roll it out over the next day or two. But there's competition now. Sleepers platform is really good. I was in a draft room yesterday and I'm like, I tweeted it. I'm like, this is disgusting. Like, how have they not fixed this? This thing is such a mess. The chat is irrelevant. One fucking message goes in there, populates the entire thing. To find the draft board is like 18 clicks. Why? It, there's so many better platforms out there now. Yahoo's going to get pushed or else people are going to leave. We have nine years worth of league history on Yahoo. It's crazy. I'm rooting for Yahoo. I don't want to leave Yahoo, but like, fuck, they're going to force our hand one day. Before we do anything else, I want you to go to your league homepage on your computer right now. Okay. I want you to go to the matchups where it says week one, oh boy. top right, and I want you to click to week three. Week three. Week three. Bang. Rivalry week. We've got some rivals. <laughs> There's also a rivalry week in week 10. For those who don't know, it's a repeat of week one which I thought was interesting. Oh. Good matchups, decent rivalries, but also you're playing the guy for the second time I for like the first that. time. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so we've got two rivalry weeks this week. You don't know this yet, but we actually have a guest lined up for our first rivalry week oh. of this year for week I don't three. Know this. You don't know this yet. I am on the podcast. I know, I know. Uh, Just making decisions alone. Love it. Okay, draft night. Got to talk about it. It's your favorite night of the year, isn't it? One of the best. 100%. Love it. We have teams to talk about. We have teams to talk shit about. I'm loving it. I'm ready to go. Let's go. This is my least favorite pod, though. I'm not going to lie. Really? Yeah, it is. Because there's just not that many storylines to talk about? No, we just look stupid all the time. Okay, but that's why we should just talk about pie. Oh, How was the pie? The pie was good. It was hot, but it was good. It, it was, was good pie. It was so hot, and all of us continued to eat through the burning of the roofs of our mouths. Did not anticipate having pie that night. No. But I'll take it. That should be an annual tradition, and I want Mike to make it next time. Mm. <laughs> yeah. He'll get it from the store. He'll let you know that he made it. It'll give everybody the poops after. Oh, my God. The best. That's basically how it goes. Yeah. Um, great lighting. Great lighting. According to Rob, the whole place was going to burn down. <laughs> but, you know, it is what it is. You making a movie 
What were you working on? I don't worry about it, man. Oh, special yeah. top secret. Don't you worry about it. All right. Okay. Yeah, that's fine. I uh, I tried to take a seat, um, you know, during a very heated debate, and I got a little heated, and I have to apologize again to the boys. I'm really sorry, but uh, just high stress situation. Sometimes everybody else just has to make a decision for themselves. It you took know? 30 minutes for shady shit to happen. 30 <sighs> minutes into the season, and and weird stuff was going down. What else you got? Nick and Dan were sad, and yeah. that made me sad because I like Nick and Dan. <laughs> I don't like seeing them sad. Guys are just taking players and they're just like oh fuck he's so good oh fuck he's so good like this year man i don't know i loved the players in the draft this year that would have hurt me deep in my soul to not be able to select one single one of these guys tough they were sad together so they bonded over being sad they were so nice to each other all night and i really expected a little more animosity but they both just wallowed in their sorrow as a pair yeah. you know what i mean yeah um have we ever seen confident christian genera have you ever seen this man? I've never seen him like this, but I love it. I want more confident Christian. I'm rooting for Christian this year, man. Talk to me in week five, but right now I'm rooting for him. Right now I'm rooting for Christian to have success. I'm 17 years old at the University of Guelph Humber. I show up late on my third day to a class I can't remember. And the only seat left is right in the front beside Christian Robert Genera. Um, he would later tell me that he called me a Wyo who walked in 10 minutes late to his first class. Um, but as soon as I saw the Leafs background on his computer, um, he knew that we were destined to be lifelong friends. The point I'm, the reason why I'm it's saying a weird this, thing to bond over. The, you were surprised that there was a Leafs fan in Toronto. I think actually I had the Leafs background and he thought I was a jabroni. But then as soon as he saw the background, he's like, okay, this guy, this guy fucks. So just, yeah. Just because of the least background in Toronto. That's right. The reason why Weird. I bring this up is because Genera, little confidence back in university, you know? Yeah. And it comes and goes and waves. I understand. It does the same thing with me. But I got to say, this man throwing his weens around all night on the draft, throwing out a trade? Love that. A trade? We Should we go? Two pre draft trades. Love it. Let's go into the trade. First of all, do you have any regrets not saving your trade for draft night? No, zero. Love it. That's it. That's it. I That's love that. It, I love that. It, <laughs> I love that it happened. Do you want to take us through the Christian and yes. Franco trade? This confused me in the moment, but it's pretty simple. Christian trades Devonte Adams and the three oh six to Franco for Justin Herbert and the one oh seven. Who did those picks turn into? The three oh six was Tony Pollard and the one oh seven T Higgins. Two good players. Um, this is a good trade. I am shocked CRG did it. I think the Justin Herbert thing makes more sense now for Franco's side of things. Those three with Adams there now is real nice. Yeah. Adams, Kelsey, Kamara. That is fucking sexy. And it's better than Thomas, Kelsey, Kamara. So, okay, there was a method to the madness. And I didn't know that at the time. So my apologies to, Chris, to uh, Franco. But in reality, I'm apologizing for absolutely nothing. Um, Genera gets young players with the selections that he makes that he mm -hmm. thinks are not only keeper rebuilders, but can also be really good this year. And Franco trades for a bonafide wide receiver one who's still got a couple good years left in him yeah. um, on the team that he cheers for. And this is a, an awesome, awesome trade for both teams. I can't even say who I like it more for. I think I'm going to say Genera for getting the two for one in a way. Um, you just expand your resources here, and he has really good players on this team. Not that Franco doesn't. Of course, Franco uh, does. Um, but even taking that Herbert and turning it into 
Devontae Adams. Like, yeah. this is just, uh, you know, we chirped him for the Herbert pick. I don't know if he had this coming. Um, I actually did get a message from Christian who said that this um, trade developed the morning of. This was just like a day On of. draft day. A day of thing wow. that they discussed coming in. Uh, and it wasn't too difficult of a um, negotiation, which, to be honest, surprised me. But, uh-huh. hey, glad to hear it. Love to hear it. I thought this would have been, like, weeks in the making. I, I mean, I'm annoyed by that because me and Rich literally slaved over ours for a month and a half. So it's like, well, I wish it was a day, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, do you think Christian could have gotten more by trading Devontae Adams at the deadline last year? That was my only thought. Uh, you know what? Maybe. Would he have ended up with T. Higgins and Michael Pittman, who are big on people's draft boards? Um I mean, if he just traded for Franco's first, I guess he wouldn't have been buying though. Hmm. Interesting point. There's something to be said about waiting for the off season in real life trade negotiations to figure out what kind of assets you can really put forward. Yeah. I have a, I have a, a different point to make with you. Yeah. Do you think this trade happens if Mike Thomas is kept instead of Justin Herbert? Does it ma- yes, does it equate I, to the same thing? Yes, because I think the keeper Franco threw in was the least valuable asset out of the four things. So I think whoever keeper power ranked number three on Franco's team goes the other way. This was about acquiring the first for CRG, not about the third player. If it was Mike Thomas, maybe he's happier. But listen, Justin Herbert's sick. I don't love keeping quarterbacks, but like, yeah, I don't know. That's I think that's fine with me. I think you're totally right. And I think if I'm looking at Janera's team, who, by the way, is still... Let the Boyd watch. Do you Love think that it. sticks all year? He better keep it. Is that is Tyler Boyd on his team? I don't think so. Did Tyler Boyd get drafted? If he, he's not on his team, I want him to keep it. I just like seeing the Will Ferrell thing there. I remember the pod where I live watched it for the first time, so and I thought it was exceeded all expectations. Absolutely love it. I can't wait to see what happens with Mike Thomas this year. Not just because he's on my team, but also. Let's envision a scenario where Mike Thomas has an absolutely outstanding year he could have been the third keeper in there. Mm. And the trio of Mike Pittman, T. Higgins, and potentially uh, wide receiver one Mike Thomas to pair with Joe Mixon and Brees Hall and all of these dudes, these absolute studs on Christian's team. I I, I love the trade tree potential here when we think about what could have almost happened down the line. Long story short, though, really like this for both guys, and I think that this is a really good segue to just get into our draft evaluation Let's ranking system that we've done for the last however many years. Tones, explain how this works. Best, worst, wild card. Pretty simple. It's best pick, the one we think is the best that's going to age horribly. The worst pick, which of course will age horribly. And the <laughs> wild card, which is our way of being like, well, we weren't right and we weren't wrong. <laughs> this guy we thought could have been good, but also could have been bad. But good job, I guess. Yeah, that's, new, uh, that's us. That's us. Um, new strategy for next year. We've just picked three wild cards. Yeah, we yeah. just that, that's that's how we do it. Just this guy. Yeah, he's yeah. a guy. Hundred uh, percent. No, this is the point. It would be boring if we didn't have takes. Um, yeah, starting with CRG, three picks in the first round, which I feel like has not happened before. I, I remember bringing this up at the draft, and I don't remember if anybody had an actual answer for it. But um, did Christian? literally remodel did he just pick three new keepers in the first round being Brees Hall 
Michael Pittman, T. Higgins. 100%. That's a realistic possibility, I feel like, no? Yeah. We were talking before we jumped on the mic about how the fantasy community at large, in terms of the, quote, experts, were so fixed on certain guys coming into this year, Michael Pittman being one of those guys, transfixed with this guy, right? The jury's out, but I really like Michael Pittman. Watch him a little because I drafted Michael Pittman in the first year and thinking, oh, this guy might be a guy. Um, I... I really think that these three players are going to be special for a long time. And even though T. Higgins is the wide receiver two on his team, he's still a wide receiver one. Is he? Uh, is he? Is he not? He out-targets Chase mm. when they're on the field together. The big playability of Chase, which is what makes him... Higgins does the same shit. Yeah. Chase well, had some duds last year, man. Redraft? Chase was too expensive. He was too expensive. I didn't get it. I understand. He's such a young, very ascending player. I'll probably eat crow. Look, the bad takes are already (laughs) starting. Um, But man, I don't know. T. Higgins is very much like the difference between the two. I don't think is much. Certainly not three rounds. If the season ends today, which is hilarious to say out loud because the season hasn't started. But in terms of generous keeper level talent, a 25-year-old Joe Mixon, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, Brees Hall. One of those guys on the outs. And who knows, by next year, Joe Mixon could have more wear and tear that we're used to seeing out of 26-year-olds. Maybe he just is the odd guy out. Lots of season to play. We literally have not started. But um, I think that was part of his intention here. He knew he had Devontae Adams for six years on his team. Mm -hmm. I made the joke on draft night that Adams had asked for a trade off of the, the franchise of Christian Genera because he's wasted his best years. Oh. I called him out last year for that same thing. And he gets Adams off his team. That for sure hurts. But when you're remodeling in the way you are, yeah. uh, very, very positive outcome, I think, for both guys. So our best is Pittman Higgins, right? It has to be a combo because combo. he turned he turned Adams into those two guys. And I think it was such a, a bold and brilliant strategy. Um, again, it worked for both dudes and it has to be both for the best. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Uh, worst pick. Yeah. Darren Waller. Interesting. Because he sucks. Yeah. And he's washed. And I don't like him anymore. Why don't you like him anymore? He was taken at the 405. He's yeah. 30 years old. Yep. Yeah. He's coming off an injury in the preseason. So don't draft guys that are already hurt. It's just not a good idea. I've learned that lesson many times. Yep. Um, last year, had the insane week one where he had like 19 targets or something and did literally nothing else. Was just another guy mm-hmm. from week two on. I don't know, man. Like maybe he gets revitalized. Devontae Adams is there now. That that team's going to be in a million shootouts in that division. Um, maybe he comes back and is good, but like, there's no way Devonte Adams coming in, sucking up like 160 targets is good for Darren Waller. And then the emergence of Renfro last year and how good he was on the inside. I mean, there's only one ball, you yeah. know? And like, I hate the too many most defeat thing. And I don't think three is too many, but like for a guy that's that old, I don't know, man. I just... I just think he's going to be like a tight end eight this year. So at the 405, you're looking at drafting potentially an elite quarterback. He already had an elite quarterback. Mm-hmm. You're looking at drafting an RB2 slash three or a wide receiver three slash four is basically what we were looking at. Because you got to remember, this is essentially the middle of the seventh round of redraft, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. Other options for him could have included uh, Kareem Hunt, Josh Jacobs, Drake London, Chase Edmonds, Christian Kirk, Alan Lazard potential. Um, Hertz went after, but he already had his guy, his quarterback. He ends up taking Brandon Ayuk anyway um, with his following pick before um, 
other, you know, just guys go. So I think what he was looking at here is I have a chance to get one of the last remaining elite. I put in air quotes, tight ends. I don't want, I don't want Dalton Schultz. There's potential with Waller. um, If he's healthy, if he's healthy. Do you know the difference between Dalton Schultz and Darren Waller last year? One is more athletic than the other. However, one was actually on the field. Correct. Yeah. Darren Waller last year had 665 yards and two touchdowns. Dalton Schultz had 800 yards and eight touchdowns. I'm not saying Schultz is better than Waller. All I'm saying is in terms of draft value, just wait a couple rounds and select literally and like Zach Ertz. Would you be shocked if he's better than Darren Waller? I certainly wouldn't be. He's also injured. TJ Hawkinson went at 708. Similar talent. You want to talk about talent? He's just six years younger. I don't know. I just don't like Waller. Yep. What's the wild card? It's Brees Hall. Because he took him with the first pick he had the opportunity to take someone with. Um, I really liked Brees Hall coming into this year. Same. Really, really liked him. Um, I didn't want to wait a year or more for Brees Hall to be a guy. I'm probably going to regret that. Mm. Um, I really like the chase. It's already the ball thing. Already, already. Tough. I didn't see anything. I didn't hear anything that I didn't like about Brees Hall. But I can see the year playing out where he just doesn't get enough of the workload. Mm. I don't want another Javante situation because if I draft Brees Hall and he's just okay this year, probably not competing as as well as I want to. So you're saying if you're in win now mode, right, right, right. Win now mode. Brees Hall, interesting pick. Genera, man, it works. And I'm not even saying he's not win now mode, but like I was looking for an impact player at one that would make me better now. Mm. Um, I want to win more games this year. Genera already with the moves that he was able to make and the keeper potential, the Mixon, Pittman, T. Higgins guys, that trio of guys. Um, I really like the move for him there. Um, he could be a potential league winner. He could be a high end RB two for the rest of the year. Yeah, but. We both know, you and I both know that the future is extremely bright with this guy because he's so fucking talented. He was like the only rookie running back yeah. that I was like truly amazed with that I was like, okay, here's the three down league winner next year, first round pick, no questions asked yeah. kind of guy. There's some interesting dudes, but they're all just committee guys, right? And you just hope for an injury ahead of them. Yeah. Um, I just think like, I don't even know if we'll have to wait that long for Brees. Like, ultimately, the talent's going to matter. And, like, Michael Carter, and I said it a year ago on this very pod, like, he sucks. He's not good. Like, he's not good at anything. Like, he's just the definition of a backup running back. Brees is going to eventually, like, I I wouldn't even be shocked if it's not week four, end of the month. Mm -hmm. He's the fucking full-blown bell cow. Um, I don't know. 50-50 split even, I'll take the better player. Yep. Because he'll have explosive plays. It just will come down early season to who gets red zone, I guess. But, um, yeah, interesting player. Love that at the two pick. He said it was off the board. I'm going off the board, too. That's not off the board. He's a good player. I agree. Really good player. Let's move on to his trade partner in Franco. Uh, Give me Franco's best pick in this draft. Best. A lot of options here. A lot of options. I liked the Drake London pick. Mm -hmm. 408, insanely good value for an absolute alien of a player. They don't build him like him. He's gigantic. He can move incredibly well. Great separator. Can go inside. Can be a clasher on the outside getting jump balls. I really like Drake London. Health is going to be a thing. He was already banged up in the preseason. For a guy that big and lanky, 
He's going to need to put on some size in order to, like, Mike Evans had this issue too, and he just was healthy in his rookie year, and it turned out to be great. Um, I like Drake London a lot. I have a feeling, like, the targets are going to go to two guys this year. It's going to Drake London. It's going to Kyle Pitts. Yep. There's nobody else. Lamade Zacchaeus is not fucking taking targets away from Drake London. Yeah. And regardless of who the quarterback is, targets are targets. I could see him going 1,100 yards, minimal tutties, maybe four or five. And Franco's sitting there going, next year, I might have to keep this guy. Yep. Might have to. Ceiling's massive. Love that pick. The next, good the next Julio Jones in Atlanta, potentially. Bolt. Uh, you got a worst? I do. I don't really like the Deontay Johnson mm. pick. Mm. Um, I'm not crazy about where he took him. Um, where was it? Early it was, a, it was, it was a 204. Yeah. 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 Um, ahead of Allen Robinson, DK Metcalf. I'm biased about Mike Thomas, who I thought he was keeping. And honestly, at the Deontay Johnson pick, I thought Mike T might be going off the board there. I probably have overvalued a couple guys on my team, including Mike Thomas. But I really, really thought that that was a spot for him to just take his guy back. Mm. But even the guy who went immediately after an Allen Robinson to you, Deontay Johnson for me was the benefactor of... Ben Roethlisberger's failed arm strength. He was just a guy who was scooping up everything. He was getting 13 targets a game. I think they have a rookie in Pittsburgh now who is really, really fucking good. Is he? I, I think he's really good. Tiny hands? Tiny. Pickett? Trubisky's starting. Pickins. What did I say? Pickett? Pickett's the quarterback. I'm talking about the receiver oh, in his own that room. that dude. Okay. Yep. That's what you mean. Yes. yes we'll sorry. see. Oh, that's going to annoy the shit out of me all year. Pickens, Pickett. It's bad. How do you call that? I know that Chase Claypool gets a lot of sm- a lot of shit talked about him, but he's terrible. Okay, we will see what that receiver room looks like. The quarterback is different. The offensive line is worse, and there are two other guys there. Yeah. It could be anybody's receiver room. I just don't think that we're going to see a better season from Deontay Johnson than we've ever seen. And for him to go with the two hundred four for me is way too rich for my blood. He was on my do not draft list, but what the hell do I know? I haven't done shit in this league. Um, wild card for me is Gabe Davis. This was probably mm, the one. most, like, have we ever, ever seen a guy more hyped for a longer period of time than this guy? Dude, he was way high on lists. Was he the guy that had the four-touchdown game in the playoffs? That's or correct. was it Isaiah McKenzie? It was him, right? I've never seen a playoff game propel a guy. Like, if he doesn't have that game, he probably goes, what, 11th round? But yeah. because he has that game, he goes sixth round? Like, it's wild. Yeah. And, like... I think he's a good player. I don't think he's like a one. I think he's good. He's in a great offense. He's a wide receiver two in a really good offense. So, like, I don't mind taking the shot. But, like, there is bust potential, man. Like, this is, like, his third year in the league. And it's like, when has this guy ever really done anything? Like, if it would have happened, it should have happened already. Maybe he's just a late bloomer. But I don't know. He's an interesting one to me, man. And that's why he's the wild card. The sky is the limit for this dude. But he is blocked. He is blocked by a wide receiver one there. Um, So, taking him in the third round... Maybe you could say that's a little rich, but who cares for Franco's team and how many picks he had. He's on his bench, and he can just wait and see what he is, right? So that's the luxury, I guess. The fact that both running backs out of the Buffalo backfield, all three receivers, including Isaiah McKenzie and Dawson Knox, were all drafted is a testament. He was drafted? Was a testament to how this offense should click. The Gabe Davis thing. Are we just forgetting that Stefan Diggs is really fucking good and absorbs all the targets? Like I think some people are, yeah. I get it. The guy had one really good game and he picked it up for the large part down the stretch. And I know that those like final five games, including playoffs, those numbers are like actually quite impressive. But like to go where he had to go um, is crazy. And then 
this is a wild card, remember, not the worst pick. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. what makes him such a wild card is he takes him at the 309. It's a fine spot. This is the end of the sixth round in redraft. Yeah. If he can be the dude or the dude B, you know, the 1A, 1B situation with Stefan Diggs and arguably the most explosive offense in the league, um, damn. But if he's just another guy, that sucks. That's a really tough pick. And looking to that point, looking right after, right? Chris Godwin goes two picks later. Yeah. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, who we'll probably get to at some point later. I don't even remember. Like, we, we could be looking at that four weeks from now and going like, woof, man. Missed out on a couple guys that were like the dude in their offense. Tough. But, you know, I, I don't know. I don't mind taking the shot. I think a 1,000 yards and a lot of tutties is very much in the range of outcomes for him. Buffalo yep. throws a lot. They throw a ton. They do. All right, Doors, let's get to you, buddy. Here we go. First overall pick, C.D. Lamb. Well done. You circled him forever. Uh, tight end Mark Andrews, 104. That surprised me. Good for you. Tight end early. Well done. Thank you. Uh, it's either going to go great, or if you're like me, it's going to be a dumpster fire. My best pick for you. Oh, you're saying you're biased. Michael Thomas, 209. Thank you. Michael Thomas practiced today. That's all that matters, folks. <laughs> That's all that matters. Rumors of his demise have been greatly exaggerated. Mike T, did you see the quote today? No. He was asked, um, how you feeling? He said, I feel great. Then he goes, he was asked about, can you replicate your 2019 season? He said, I plan on doing better. This guy's wired different. And I know I'm close to it. He's just, a, he's a weird dude. Yeah. He is a guy like the Tom Brady's of the world where they will create a narrative to pump themselves up right. and prove people wrong. This guy's had so much shit talked about him for the last two years. And he's coming in with a vengeance. He's got a QB that's actually going to throw downfield to him for once. Mike T could be an absolute steal. We could be looking at this. He's what, your wide receiver three right now, Doors? Yeah. We could be looking at that in a couple weeks and going, oh, shit. Uh-oh. Doors is in trouble. We got a problem here. And his name is Doors. Mike T is going to be awesome this year. I'm really excited to watch him. Hopefully he stays healthy. So now that the draft is done, you took Allen Robinson at 205. I wanted Allen Robinson. I'm sure a lot of people did. You did this after taking Mike Williams. Yeah. I wanted Mike Williams. I'm sure a lot of people did. You took Marquise Brown immediately after I took Mike Thomas. Would you have taken Mike T there? Mike T was queued up. Yeah. 100%. The yeah. price was right, and it's the exact same situation as you. He would have been my flex. Yeah. So, like, sure, I'll take that dart throw. If he doesn't pan out, who gives a shit? I have a million other picks. I'll be okay. Like, it's going to be okay. I had Mike T queued up, man. I had him ready to rock. I I'm wanted very okay with Marquise, but I had Mike T queued up for sure. I wanted Mike T at the 203. I ended up taking a guy that we're about to talk about in a second. Um... I did it because I like that guy. And again, we'll talk about him in a second. But you passed on Mike T the first time and I knew you wouldn't do it a second time. It had to be the spot because I was about to take mm. two picks after that. You took Marquise Brown. Rich took David Montgomery on the snake. I then took Josh Allen. It could have been a flip. I had to take Thomas there. And I got to be honest, I don't know if I do that there. If it's not you picking yeah. me out, I knew he wouldn't gotta make it by board, you. Gotta work the board, man. Gotta work the board. I did something similar with Bateman because I knew Ryan likes Bateman. I think I knew Frankel like Bateman, and they were picking after him. So you got to work the board. That's a great call by you. Great call by you. So then let's talk about that guy I said we'd talk about in a second, and that's yeah. your worst pick for me. Worst pick? I mean, it's tough. It's tough to do a worst pick. I did this last year with you, and you had a million early picks. It's hard to find a bad one. It really is, unless there's an egregious one. So I'm going to go with Damian Pierce here. And in the moment, I was thinking, man, that's fucking early. You took him at the 203, and I'm like, 
that is just the hype train is off the rails here. Like, it's a Houston running back that was taken on, like, I think day three of the draft. Like, yeah, fourth round. Like, man, like, these guys almost never hit. Like, day three running backs do not hit. Like, it's not a thing that happens. And he's on Houston. How many fucking touchdowns is this guy going to score? Um, but I did two drafts since then, and he was going in around that five, fifth, sixth round. So I'm like, okay, well, the early thing isn't real. Like, maybe he would have gone there. Um, I did have interest in Pierce. That was just too early for me. But for you, where is he on your team right now, Doris? Flex, bench? He's on my bench. That's fine. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? So I'm not going to sit here and, like, knock the shit out of it. Again, I just think, like, just going off data and, like, over the years, here's what we know. Yep. Day three, sort of unathletic. Yeah, he pops in preseason going against vanilla defenses that, like, the run scheme is very simple. I don't know. He catches passes. That's a good thing. Yeah. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. I don't think, like, if you think you got a keeper there, I think you're fooling yourself. But, man, I don't know. Again, what do I know, man? Damian Pierce might be just the guy that breaks the mold. But I definitely don't mind it. But just looking at the rest of your board, I'll call it the worst pick. Yeah, and with the excess of picks, I was able to do two things. I was able to draft arguably the best quarterback in fantasy and Josh Allen, and I was able to reach high on a guy who I thought um, I just wanted to take my guy. I did it with Javante last year. I'm doing it here. Not sure how it's going to pan out, but I had a lot of picks, and that bought me the opportunity to take a shot. It may not work out. I may regret that and may think that I should have taken a guy like Allen Robinson who may have a much safer floor, but we will find out eventually. And the wild card. Wild card for you. I got Trey Lawn Burks. Mm -hmm. Interesting prospect. An absolutely fascinating draft situation for that guy. He reminded me and a lot of other people of A.J. Brown. He's A.J. Brown mini version. And I'm going, okay, cool. He's got the same skill set. He's not as good as A.J. Brown based on college stuff. We'll see. But like... I think the opportunity is there. Like, he's just going to get fed. There's just no, literally nobody else. It's the corpse of Robert Woods and, like, a guy named Kyle Phillips who is, like, a slot receiver who they took day three. Like, God help you guys in Tennessee. They're just going to run Henry to the ground. Ball's got to go in the air at some point. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to go to Traylon. And he's got this great yard after catch abilities, a big body. Um, there was some, like, weird injury stuff, asthma and all that kind of shit. He was out of shape at the start of camp, that kind of stuff. But, like, stuff that narrative dumb shit that, like, yeah, that's like the chase can't see the balls because of the stripes. Like, it's just, you know, take talent. Where'd you take him again? It was like the fucking, where are you here? You're green. You took him uh, 507. Like, great. Like, great. Stick him on your bench. Let's see what we got. I think this guy's going to work into your lineup. I really do. I think he's going to end up in your lineup at some point probably pretty soon. I like that. I really hope he does because, to be honest, I think there's a few guys that I took that have a lot of that wait and see, and that's a little concerning. It's a little concerning. I'll I'll spell it out. Pickens, uh, Burks, Alan Lazard will have to wait probably at least one more week to see what he does if he's out this week. J.K. Dobbins, Damian Pierce, like... That's five guys on my bench, not including Hunter Renfro, who is a droppable commodity at this point for me, which is insane. But you talked in the draft about having, like on draft night, about having the bottom end of your bench being droppable. There is not a single player I want to drop right now. And I wonder, I wonder, with two rookies on my team, I wonder how long, three rookies, but two receivers, Mm -hmm. I wonder how long these guys last because guess what? Maybe at one point I have to make a move yeah. and it's before they break out and I know they're going to be good, but I don't have the patience to wait for it. It's, don't like that. It's the curse of having the early pass. That's why I took yeah. Rashad White, 803. I'm like, fuck it. Like, who cares? Let's just 
hope yeah. and pray for an injury and like off you go. Yeah, I think the Burks thing will just be yeah, the Tennessee thing is is unfortunate, but yeah. it's very interesting. Overall, you happy? You had all the picks, man, for the second year in a row, all the picks, the keepers were different. How are you feeling? Are you confident? Are you are you a contender? Mm-hmm. Are you putting the league on notice? Doors is coming to play. Oh, I think there's a lot of um, the short answer is no, I'm not really? putting the league on notice. Give me a couple weeks to see what a lot of question mark guys have like ETN Javant in my starting lineup. Let me give you some names. Okay? Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at Jalen Waddle, Christian Kirk, Travis ETN, Javante Williams, Michael Thomas. Those are five starters. The only locked and loaded guys in my starting lineup is Josh Allen, CeeDee Lamb, Mark Andrews. Other than that. Those five guys I named are such wild cards. Yeah. You could have named any of those as a wild card and I would have been fine. Yes, I have some depth, but I don't even know what that depth is because that depth is wild mm-hmm. card, okay? Mm-hmm. What is the floor? I know what the ceiling is. It's, there are a lot of, which is why I can't look at the real true, in my opinion, contenders with the keepers that they have, with some of the drafts that they have and say that I can stand up to them yet. Give me a couple weeks. Yes. Let's get a pulse on this team. That's the thing is I was, I was looking through your, I was looking through everyone's rosters and I was kind of looking at yours and I'm like, man, like there are exactly what you described. Just a lot of guys that are like, we're really hoping here, right? Like mm-hmm. hopefully Christian Kirk gets a million targets, but we don't even know if he's good. Jalen Waddle, how's that target situation going to go? CeeDee Lamb, well, it's all teed up for him, but, like, we haven't really seen him be elite yet. Like, if he's not, if he's just a high-end wide receiver too, now what, right? If Michael Thomas gets hurt, right? If Mark Andrews fucking tight end, like, if he just regresses back down, it's kind of like, it's a lot of questions here, a lot of questions. But that being said, like you just said, like you just stated, last year, by the end of the season, you put together this band-aid squad of waiver dudes you're good at that stuff i you'll figure it out i'm not worried about that you'll figure it out the last thing i'll say is that even if so let's let's for example say that one of my or many of my five starters don't end up working out the way i want to let's go to my bench okay uh etn doesn't work out let's put in damian pierce no idea what he is mike thomas gets hurt or christian kirk sucks or jalen waddle sucks oh let me sub in traylon burks george pickens or alan lazard we're talking about more question marks in my depth right there was a design here i think that a few of these guys are going to hit there will be some turnover i don't know what it is um, but I knew what I was getting myself into when I made these choices, and I'm really curious to see how it plays out. Yep. Next. Mike Dotto. I kind of like Mike's draft, bro. I kind of yeah. like his draft. Yeah. I think he could have done way worse with this, man. Agreed. He did really well. He was sitting right next to me like, Mikey, good shit, bro. Like, this is a good draft. Um, Mike Evans, 110, highlights things. My best pick, DK Metcalf. 100%. Two at the like pretty much the end of the second round. Where are we at here? The two oh seven. Something opened yeah. up on my computer. I don't yep, know what's 207. going on. Two oh seven. I just think that makes so much fucking sense for him. And he even said it. Like I was going to take him at the one ten, but Mike Evans just falls to him. Great value. I'm not the biggest Mike Evans fan, but like fuck it. Yeah, one ten with a banged up Godwin and the fucking ghost of Julio Jones. Sure, guy might catch fifteen touchdowns this year. And DK is the perfect guy for him. If he chooses to reset and say, I'm starting over, yep. that is the perfect guy to have going into next year because this is the worst situation a talented guy like him yeah. is ever going to be in. They will draft a guy next year that could be the next dude. The Bama QB looks like a stud. There's a fucking the Florida QB looks like a stud. There's a million good QBs coming in next year. If Seattle grabs one of these guys, bang. 
you're laughing, and he's still young. We know the upside with DK. We've seen it. Yeah, I think it, I love it, man. Even for this year, man, like I never understood his ADP because I just felt like it was way too long. Like I get that it's Geno Smith. I get it, but they're still gonna throw the ball, and it's only going to two people, DK and Lockett, and like DK. We've seen it. Catch a ball, make a dude fucking eat the turf. And he's gone. He yeah. doesn't need a great QB to make that happen. Like, so I don't know, man. I like he's not even in his starting lineup right now. He probably should be, but like, I don't know, man. I just thought that was such a good pick by Mike. Great value. Some wide receivers that went before DK. The 201, Cortland Sutton. The 202, Terry McLaurin. Uh, Deontay Johnson at the 204. Jerry Judy at the 206. Guess what? DK. Might be the most talented guy on that list, but arguably in one of the worst situations. I think there's potential for DK to be the receiver of that entire round. Um, I get the situation, and I know that it sucks, but you mentioned the talent, and it's through the roof. And Mike got incredible value for a guy who should have gone earlier. I thought he was going to go to Rob, the 206. Rob picked Judy. So I I thought that was an interesting pass-up by Rob. Every year for the last couple years, there's been a second-round guy that breaks fantasy. Last year was Cup, right? Is it DK this year? Mm-hmm. Where we're all just like, man, what were we thinking? Just bet on the talent. Like, you bet on the talent. Yeah. They're going to be down in every game. You know who it is in the second round? Go ahead. Damian Pierce. Uh, oh, moving on. Love that. Moving on. The worst we have a toss-up. I'll go first. George Kittle. George Kittle is already hurt because, of course, George Kittle is already hurt. He's questionable for week one, and it's a real questionable. It's man. a groin. If fuck? it's not a groin, it's a hammy. If it's not a hammy, it's a quad. This guy is always fucking hurt, but where Mike took him, and this is where I kind of put an asterisk on it, where Mike took him at the 304, same situation we talked about Genera with that elite tight end remaining. Um, Darren Waller went around later. Mike doesn't want Darren Waller. He thinks I'm doing the last elite tight end grab I can, I can do here. Let me pick my guy. He takes Kittle. Um, on paper, Kittle's great. In reality, Kittle is never on the field. When he is, he'll score twice and have 100 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like Kittle, period. That's why I don't like the pick. Yeah, I like it. I'm with you there. Uh, I also have another one. We're going to pick two. We love his draft. We're going to pick two worst picks because yeah. for funsies. Josh Jacobs, that's your fallback plan for Acres is Josh Jacobs. I just don't get it. Like, what are you hoping to see out of this guy? We know his ceiling. It's like 13 points. Congrats. Like, he's just going to go in your flex and you're going to be like, cool. You're going to maybe not lose a week by 40 points, but instead you'll lose by 20. Like, okay, fine. I don't know, man. Jacob's just, I don't know what more we need to see from this guy. Maybe you can argue with Adams there. You're going to be in the red zone more. Sure. Fine. But like, I don't know. That's your fallback plan. That's tough. That's the, tough. O- the only potential. I think potential... the biggest thing. Go ahead. I think the biggest thing is when I saw that pick, I'm just going right after him, Drake London, right after him, Christian Kirk, right after him, Chase Edmonds, right after him. Uh, we're looking at Brandon Ayuk. All these guys have such higher upside than Josh Jacobs. You could have done way better than that. I don't know. Potential potential fallback option for Mike at running back is actually potentially Daryl Henderson, who if right. things don't work out with Cam Akers, he also has on his bench. Right. Um, yeah. Um, wild card. Amari, wild card. Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper's not going to have his starting quarterback, whatever he is going to be, in Deshaun Watson until week 11, I think it is. Yep. Amari Cooper is a name. He's definitely a guy. He definitely does not play well outdoors. Um, I'm 
Amari Cooper's the wide receiver one by a long shot in Cleveland. Is he a wide receiver one? Is he a wide receiver two? Is he a wide receiver three for fantasy purposes? I don't know. He got him so late. He took advantage of the slide. That's why he's a wild card. Great value for a guy who we've known will produce. We talked about Kittle with that questionable tag. Mike, buckle up, baby. You're getting it every single every week, week. <laughs> from week two onwards. And he's going to play every time. He's going to be nicked up every time. And you won't see him in the fourth quarter. But he may still catch a few touchdowns. And he's also the dude. So wild card to Mark Cooper. Let's move on. I like it. Dan the man. Is up next, best pick, Tyler Lockett. Pretty much everything I just said about DK. You guys know my love for Tyler Lockett. He's really fucking good. I wish he was traded. I don't know why he didn't request a trade. Get your ass out of Seattle and go play for somebody that's fun and awesome. Like, just go play somewhere where you can prove to everyone, Tones was right, Tyler Lockett is sick. Let's have at it. I don't know. Everything we said about DK, same thing. Totally Great value. Where, is he, where was he taken? Like... An insane value, 707. Yeah. Like, sure, take a shot on that guy, man. Like, come yeah. on. Yeah. Um, worst pick for me, Dawson Knox. I we, we just talked about the emergence of Gabe Davis, potentially Isaiah McKenzie. Yeah. Is the ball going to be spread out enough for Dawson Knox? I'm going to argue no, and I don't even think it's because of the receivers. They clearly went after pass-catching running back this yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. Okay? J.D. McKissick, they swung and missed. He somehow didn't want to go play for a Super Bowl team and went back to Washington. Congrats. Um, they go ahead and draft James Cook. Specializes as a pass-catching running back. Where's those short to intermediate passes going to go? For Dawson Knox, I'm sure some will. In the red zone, I'm sure he'll get some. That's a Gabe Davis specialty. That'll be a Stefan Diggs territory. That'll be your shitty running backs just pounding it in from the one-yard line. That'll also be Josh Allen. I just don't see how Dawson Knox kind of fits in their offense right now. He was really exciting last year. He was fun to watch. This is not last year's team. They yeah. had Emmanuel Sanders, who was totally washed. They had Cole Beasley, also washed. This is a different, younger ceiling team, and Josh Allen is going to rely on the young guys. This is a guy who, if he doesn't have a touchdown by week two, is off Dan's roster immediately for the guy who caught a touchdown last week. When you wait on tight end because you don't pick until the seventh round, you have to make a pick. You have to fill your roster somehow. He got him in the 10th round. I get it. I completely agree with you. That guy will be off his roster in a couple weeks, I think. Wild card. You picked it. I love it. Pacheco. What is this guy, man? Like, we don't know. Yeah. I just talked about preseason darlings at running back. Again, day three pick. Every This is this to me seemed like the biggest overcorrection to Elijah Mitchell last year where he's just this day three guy who just ran a fast 40 and, oh, my God, we got to get ahead of it this time. Right. Why? Okay. Clyde is trash. Ronald Jones is really trash. So the pathway for him to get there is there, and I understand that. But he's a day three running back. Like, this is going to be a committee. I just don't – I get just taking the shot where Dan did it. It's really tough to do this for guys with a lot of picks early and a lot of picks late. It is hard, just like, I get what Dan's thinking. He's just throwing a dart and hoping to God he hits on the next Elijah Mitchell, and now he looks like a genius. But – I don't know. The hype with Pacheco, I'm surprised he actually went that late. The hype with Pacheco was getting crazy. And I was just like, guys, like he's probably the third stringer. He might get five carries in week one. What are we really excited about here? But who knows, man? He's an intriguing player athletically. In that position, he could have taken another young running back, rookie in Zamir White. He ends up taking him four yeah. picks later. So 
I get what he's doing, trying to go for as much upside as he can, taking guys later like Nico Collins. Um, Dan's just trying to hit at this point. Yeah. There will be turnover. He'll figure it out. 100%. Moving on to Rich. Rich started by saying he hated this draft. <laughs> All of his guys uh, went off the board. We talked about it on the drive up uh, up north. Um, he got into the draft. All his guys left, left the board early, early in his mind. Um, and then by the midway point, he kind of turned it around psychologically. He was like, nope, this is working. We're going to do this. Still true to his word in that he's disappointed in how it turned out at the beginning, but he likes where it ended up. Let's start with his best pick, which was arguably his least favorite pick in Keaton Allen. Rich did not get his guy at the 208. The last time Rich picked in the 208, he got Jonathan Taylor. This time he got Keenan Allen. Guys that went before him, Brees Hall, Leonard Fournette, Mark Andrews, Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, T. Higgins, and that's where we get to Keenan Allen. The Pittman-Higgins is where he really thought he was gonna get his dude. Mm -hmm. At the 109, you took Mike Williams and immediately took Mike Williams and then kind of shut him down in a way that said, you just took the better wide receiver on the team. Here's what I'll say. He has a safe floor with Keenan Allen. Rich has a good team with a high ceiling guy in Jonathan Taylor, league winning potential. He took a wide receiver too, who has Justin Herbert throwing to him and is very comfortable. I know it's not a sexy pick, but where you got him, this is a very good pick. I think it's his best. I, I couldn't agree more. I was chirping him for it. I was just trying to really rile him up even more. <laughs> he had 157 targets last year. Like, I can't see that going down all that much. Even if it goes down 140, that's pretty good. Yeah. The thing with Mike Williams versus him is that, well, Mike Williams just has more weekly upside, right? Mike Williams can give you a 28-point week, and you're like, oh, shit, you just won. But, like, Keenan's not going to lose you a game. No. And with a guy like AJ, who will be his Mike Williams and get those smash monstrosity weeks, I think it's a perfect fit. I, I didn't get why he was all rattled about it. If he took Mike Williams, I would have, with a smile on my face, taken Keenan Allen. I don't know, man. He's a great player. Did you know, like, do you know the, um, I think it's Brandon Marshall's podcast, where he, he went around all training camp to various different teams and spoke to all the, like, elite receivers. Wow. And asked them to, like, rank... The receivers. I'm sure you've seen the headlines and stuff just floating by. Sure. There was one guy in everybody's top five. It was Keenan Allen. Wow. Consistently in everybody's top five. I was like, yeah, I get it. You've drafted him. I've drafted him. We've all liked it. He's a great route runner. He works really well with Justin Herbert and just how that whole offense flows. Mike Williams downfield. Keenan's short. It works. It just works. Keenan's going to be just fine. Love that pick. Almost everyone in the league has owned him, and that's why it's almost getting to a point where it's not sexy. Mike Williams, uh, sorry, Mike Evans is Mm. the same, but he's got a floor. Rich needs that floor. And um, the worst pick is one that he picked with his next pick at the 301. You don't like David Montgomery. I don't like that he used one of my picks to take David Montgomery. <laughs> That's just disrespectful. I, I, Montgomery, same thing with Jacobs. What are we looking for here? Like, what are we looking for? He's going to be in by far the worst offense in football, period, with a terrible offensive line, with, like, I just, like, is he even the best running back in their backfield? Like, we got to ask the question. Khalil Herbert was a revelation last year. I'm like, this guy is better than Monty. He just is. Like, I don't know, man. I could see that situation flipping come midseason where it's more of a 50-50 split. Maybe even Khalil Herbert taking over. I don't know, man. Monty, just no upside. He's just a boring ass. He's going to get you 60 yards, catch maybe two balls, 
And he's that'll be it. That'll be it. You hope for the touchdown, which on a terrible offense is not going to come very often. There were two potential options there, both of them being major wild cards. He needs a running back there, which is his, his thinking, right? All these backs have gone off the board or kept. He had A.J. Dillon, who went at the 310, or the 410, Chase Edmonds. In my opinion, those are the two guys that could have been selected in that spot. I think Chase Edmonds is going to have a really nice year, but we don't have any confirmation of that. What he sees in David Montgomery is the past. There is a safety there. You made a very good case as to why there is no safety there. And you know what? In Rich's case right now, David Montgomery is the first player on his bench. He's got Clyde, Jonathan Taylor, and Tony Gibson. Gibson could make all of his David Montgomery troubles go away. Um, I don't know if he has any regrets about that pick now. I know he feels it was unsexy, but we'll give it a few weeks before we see how it goes. Wild card. I chose two, and they're both Chiefs, and they're both so fascinating, and it's Clyde Edwards-Alaire and Juju Smith-Schuster. I love Juju this year. I don't love Clyde this year, but by the end of the year, that love could be flipped in terms of who actually has value. Mm. I have no idea where this offense is going. I have an idea based on what they've said about how they're going to go in a different direction. They're going to run the ball more. They're going to do different stuff with the receivers without Tyreek there. And Kelsey's going to get fed. But I need to see it. And maybe Clyde has a role now. Maybe Juju is the wide receiver one on that team with Patrick fucking Mahomes and not Ben Roethlisberger. Okay, so here we are. Wild cards, the whole Chiefs offense, they're going to be great, but how will they be great? Yeah, yeah. I can't wait to see what it is, and Same. those are why the wild cards are those two guys. Great for pitch. Rich. Like yeah. that. Um, you. I'll take care of this. Here we go. Your best pick, in my opinion, um, was Marquise Brown. You picked Mike Evans. Uh, sorry, Mike Williams with the 109. I thought that was in contention to be your best pick. You then picked Allen Robinson in terms of value with the 205. On that offense, I think Allen Robinson's going to have a huge year. But mine for you is going to be Marquise Brown at 210. Marquise Brown has gotten a bad rep in the past. Bollywood Brown, as I've called him on this podcast. Bollywood! Without D-Hop there, and even if D-Hop was there, hashtag washed, um, I think Marquise Brown is in for a massive year with Cliff Kingsbury, with Lamar Jackson, who I believe was his former quarterback in college. Shower narrative, baby. So there is a... Dinner? Steaks? If If they eat breakfast together, we're in business. I think Marquise Brown, and I hate to say it because I've really hammered him for the last few years, but I'll just be honest. I so think he's I. gonna have I think he's gonna have a big year. I think that Baltimore as a landing spot was a terrible spot for a talented guy. Yeah. Um, we mentioned Traylon Burks with a similar situation. We'll see how that goes in Tennessee. However, here we're talking about a high flying potential offense. Kyler can sling it. Um, I think he's in for a huge year. That's why I think he's your best. You got him late and you had already made Three picks by the time you got... Two picks, I'm sorry, by the time you got there. Yeah. Next, Dalton Schultz. Me, the worst. You made the case for Dalton Schultz, but you literally hate him as a player and an athlete, which is why for me, in a guy like you who I really liked your draft, it was tough for me to pick a guy. You hate him. He has to be your worst pick. I get it. I get it. I went for targets. That's it. Does this tight end get targets? Yes? Great. Sign me up. It's CeeDee Lamb and who? Yeah. And who? Uh, Gallup and a rookie, essentially. Gallup's banged up. He always yeah. is. Yeah. And a rookie who yeah. we don't even know is anything. Yeah. It's going to be Dalton Schultz, man. Sign yeah. me up. I'm I, in. I couldn't decide on a wild card because I'm biased towards the Dolphins, so I picked two. I picked Rashad Bateman at the 307. Oh, I picked Chase Edmonds at the 410. Bateman, we talked about it with the Baltimore offense with Marquise Brown. Other than Mark Andrews, 
Are they going to throw? How often are they going to throw? If they throw, Bateman showed flashes of being a special player last year. Tough landing spot for a talented yeah. guy. Nikki loves him. I know why. We'll see how often they throw it. He could be wide receiver two, a wide receiver two this year. We'll see what the offense looks like. And Chase Edmonds, man, David Most, um, Raheem Mostert, don't worry, man. I mean, I couldn't be less worried. He's, about he's just going to get hurt eventually. Chase yeah. Edmonds is going to catch passes like crazy. I can't wait to see what the Dolphins' offense looks like. Same thing as. What I'm looking for into the Chiefs, I, I think Chase Edmonds is in for a big year, and not just because I owned him once upon a time. Um, Pretty surprised I got him 410, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, me too. I thought when I took Cooks there, I was like, I don't think he's making it back. Yeah. Sure enough, he did. Yeah. Um, let's move on to Nikki. Um, I'll quickly start by throwing out Nikki's best, being James Cook. Uh, understand that Nick drafted in the seventh round and beyond, so this is really fucking hard. Um, which I'm sure we found a few times with some of these oh, guys yeah. this year. Um, I I think that we're talking about a guy that um, not only did he get insane value for drafting him as late as he did, but he also picked a guy who could be the best running back in his backfield by week one. Yeah. Um, immediately be the best guy in his backfield. I think a second round draft pick from Buffalo? Yes, they went early on him. Yeah, I think second. He was definitely day two. Second rounder, I believe. Yeah, just going to catch balls, man. That's all he's going to do, man. Yeah, he drafted Miles Sanders, Chase Claypool, Dallas Goddard, and Sky Moore. Other than Sky Moore before him, I think James Cook could be one of his best picks in this draft. Um, I think he's a stud. Who do you have for worst? Um, Odell Beckham Jr. He's not on a team. No. End of analysis. (laughs) Well, what do we got to talk about here? How long are you going to stick him on your bench for? How long are you going to say he's just going to sit there until week eight? He's coming off an ACL again. Like, no, no. (laughs) And you can make the case. I said this on draft night. He kind of reached for him, man. He took him in the 11th round. Who the fuck was worried? Like, who was he thinking is going to take him? I don't understand. Bizarre. Absolutely weird pick. Could have actually got it. He's going to win. It's going to work out. Yeah. Um, Wild card Sky Moore. Um, we talked about Juju Smith-Schuster being the potential wide receiver one on his team. I don't think it's Marquez, Valdez, Scantling, which is why I said potential, because I think Sky Moore, by the middle of the season, can be wide receiver one on this team. Uh, lots of options there, but he's a talented kid, and he's got Patrick Mahomes. You take that any day of the week. That's why we picked up Byron Pringle mm-hmm. and um, that other YO in the in the wide receiver room there. Oh, Demarcus Robinson is now Demarcus gone? Robinson. Yeah. There's another guy who's still there. Still? There's, there's, a, there's one other guy that's still there. I oh, can't I believe know. I'm not. I gotta know. Look it up. Um, Chief's depth chart. Here and this is, this is why I'm saying I'm Sky upset Moore. I didn't know. Yeah. Justin Watson? No, keep going. That's it. Sky Moore, Juju, Mecole? Mecole Hardman. Oh, yeah. wow. Yeah. Enough. That's it. Nichols stinks. I know. Guy sucks balls. Um, let's move on. Let's do it. Let's do Ryan. Defending champ. How is this man's draft? Bit of a mixed bag. Let's start with the good. Cortland Sutton, 201. If it wasn't Mike Williams, it was going to be Cortland Sutton. I would have passed on Mike Williams. Uh, or Mike Evans, I mean. Love Cortland Sutton. Yeah. Uh, I think he's going to be a beast. Um, it just makes sense. He just fits with Russell Wilson better than I think he fits with than Judy fits with him. Yeah. Uh, I think AFC West, they're going to be in a ton of shootouts. He might get off to a bit of a sluggish start. I wouldn't be surprised. Just like I'm trying to figure out who's going to win that division. I'm like, okay, a lot of new faces, a lot of new pieces there. I could just see their offense just kind of taking some time. So maybe Ryan panics. I don't know, but don't panic. It's yeah. going to be fine. Cortland Sutton's a really good player. He broke out with Drew Locke. This was my whole case to you last year. Drew Locke, 
If you can do it with Drew Locke, you can probably do it with anybody. It's probably a sign that he's a fucking great player. Absolutely. Last year, throw it in the trash. First year off ACL. We all know this. It doesn't pan out. Why are you drafting Odell? Um, yeah. So I think Cortland Sutton makes a lot of sense there as the best pick. Uh, Devonta Smith is my worst. Shouldn't be a surprise. 601. Uh, his third wide receiver taken, so I guess you can't knock him. Yeah. But like, Devonta, like... He's just not – he showed flashes last year. He almost had 1,000 yards. But, like, on a week-to-week fantasy basis, how are you ever going to start this guy with confidence barring a major injury to either A.J. Brown or Dallas Goddard? He's tiny. We don't know how fast he is. I don't – I was saying this to Rich talking, like, actual Eagle stuff. I don't know what he is. Like, he's not an X. He's not a number one target that can run all the things. He's not, a, like, a stretch Z. He's not, like, a fucking burner. He didn't run a fucking 40. And he's not blowing by dudes. And he's not a slot guy because he's too teeny-weeny and he's going to get hurt. Where does he play? How does he fit in an offense? I don't know. I could see him having a pretty disappointing year this year with the addition of A.J. Brown. You know who would love Devonta Smith? God. The Miami Dolphins last year where they used like five sure. undersized receivers to be a gadget guy who could find time and space and make plays, which is I think a lot of what he did in Alabama. Alabama, right? Bama, yeah. He was yeah. great in Alabama. He was. Um, uh, you can blow by college corners. Can't do that in the NFL. Yeah. Wildcard? Wildcard, uh, Rashad Penny, who, where did he take him here? I'm lost. 901. <laughs> like, fine. That's pretty good value for the starting running back. Very good Same value. thing with Montgomery. Shitty-ass team. Yeah. But right now, he's got the whole backfield to himself. Yeah. This could easily just be, hey, five weeks, you're my flex if I need a guy. Yep. And that's cool. Um, Penny was really good last year. He showed flashes. He had five games, but this is what Penny does. He has five games, and then what happens? Uh Uh-oh, boo-boo. I don't throw around injury-prone all that often. He is 1,010% on the injury-prone list. He will not survive the beating that he's about to take running behind a shitty Seahawks line where everybody and their mother knows what they're going to do, run it up the center's ass 40 fucking times a game. Could that be a good thing for Penny? Yeah, if he's healthy, going to be a bad thing. It's a lot of wear and tear, man. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, exactly. He's going to get banged up. Yeah. Rashad Penny rushed for at least 135 yards and a touchdown in four of Seattle's last five games last year. He took him at the 9, what'd you say, 901? 901. That's no why Russ. That's why he's a wild card. Yeah, total wild card. Yeah. Uh, Rob, last but not least. Rob. Rob had an interesting draft in that he had Saquon Barkley, mm-hmm. he had a tight end in Kyle Pitts, mm-hmm. and he had a potential wide receiver one in Jamar Chase. Mm. To keep that trio of guys, you have to decide where you're going to get your running backs from. Rob has a real interesting roster when it comes to his running back makeup, and we're going to talk about two of the guys in the best and the worst. We start with the best. I've got Kareem Hunt, because in terms of where he actually took Kareem Hunt, I think it's incredible value. Um, I know it's the 406. It may seem like it's early. Kareem Hunt may be the guy catching all the passes and getting all of the points. And I really, really like Nick Chubb. But what if the Browns super suck with Jacoby Prezet for 10 weeks? And what if they're super down right away? Are we going to run up the middle with Nick Chubb for the rest of the day? I don't know. I think Kareem Hunt gets a lot of work for the first half of the season. I think as an RB2, it's actually awesome for Rob. Um, So that's my best pick in terms of where he got him and what he's actually going to use him for. You chose the worst pick as the guy who he picked with a 505 with his very next pick. Devin Singletary. 
Again, I keep saying it, what are we hoping to learn this year about Devin Singletary? We know what he is. He's slow as fuck, can't catch passes, he's just fumbles. Like, he's just not good. Mm-hmm. He's not a good player. He had every opportunity with a sick offense to put it all together and establish himself as the guy. And an equally as terrible player in Zach Moss shows up and keeps challenging him and challenging him and challenging him. And now there's James Cook in the mix. I This is a shit show of a backfield. I want nothing to do with it. I get that there's value and I get the like ambiguous backfield thing that somebody there's value here with one guy emerges. It's going to be great. Not this. Not this again. We've done this experiment before. It's just not going to work. Do you mind if I put you on the spot quickly? Go ahead. Three names I'm going to give you at running back that went after Kareem Hunt. I'll ask you, would you have taken them? You tell me yes or no. Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Would you have taken Clyde instead of Devin Singletary? Yes. Upside. Higher right? upside. Cordero Patterson. Yeah. Ramondre Stevenson. Yeah. 100%. Okay. Like Ramondre, was in the running for best pick for me. Then the next running back to go off the board was Rob again at the 606 was Alexander Madison. I understand that there, especially from a Vikings perspective, you won't like that. Now you're a Dalvin Cook owner. But anyway, I digress. I understand what you're saying. We know what Singletary is. He took him because he thinks the offense will be different and he'll be a starter and we'll take a shot. It's this, It's the fifth round. Uh, wild card tones. Wild card is Garrett Wilson for me. Absolutely love this guy pre-draft. Thought he was... The second best, best receiver. I just went through it. Forgot. He was definitely top two. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely loved him. Gave me Justin Jefferson level vibes in terms of his skill set. Really like him. His off, like no one's talking about him preseason. Like the guy was taken in the top 10 of the draft. It's like no one gives a shit. It's like, I don't know. Flacco's playing week one. That's probably a good thing for their receivers because Zach Wilson is Trashola Magola. (laughs) And at least fucking Flacco can throw a ball 10 yards yeah. and get it on the body of the player. Garrett Wilson is a route technician. If the ball is placed in the right spot, he's going to be dynamic. And I like getting him there, which was late as hell. 9.05 is just stealing. I was very interested in him. I took Rashad White instead. I might live to regret that one. Um, I like that one a lot. I think the sky's the limit, but he is on the Jets. And the Zach Wilson thing is a problem. Yeah. I have Elijah Moore and I'm worried about Zach Wilson. So how should you be worried? Shouldn't you be worried about the rookies for him? You know what I mean? The thing about Elijah Moore and Garrett Wilson. Now, Zach Wilson is out for four weeks, I believe, for the first four weeks of the season. Zach Wilson, is he? I heard that. I heard that today. Mm. So what does that mean for the chemistry he's supposed to build with two young receivers Mm. that he's supposed to be trusting in? Does that push back the chemistry? Um, Not a great situation for the Jets. No. Not a good one. Yeah. That's it, man. We're done for our draft analyses. We're gonna get re- we're gonna get roasted for a lot of this stuff in seven weeks. It's it happens all the time. Oh, I love it. It's all the time. So funny. Mike's gonna make funny. sound bites. It's gonna be awesome. <laughs> Very quickly, because we've gone super long today. It's been a lot of fun, but not that long. What are we at? Hour? 102, 102 right now. Oh, not bad. I'm chilling, bro. Um so let's do a quick two minute pulse check, mm. okay? Who do you think are the good teams? Who are the bad teams? And who are we not so sure of? And obviously it's super early, but we're doing this pod. So what do you think? I think the contenders are Franco. Yahoo really likes Ryan. You got to like Ryan with Cooper Cup. Yeah. Um, I'm going to throw my team in the ring there because I think I really like my team. And you know, after drafts, I've come on here and been like, eh, I'm not thrilled. I really like my team. Um, Mike? 
I kind of like Mike's theme, man. Wow. I kind of like Mike's theme. Am I fucking having a stroke? No. Am I crazy? No, you're not. Because anytime someone has a potential league winner on their team, you have to understand how that elevates the value. But Kyler Murray, Mike Evans, Amon Ross, St. Brown, Adam Thielen. I like all three of those players. I like them, man. Ezekiel Elliott, Derrick Henry, we shall see. We give them a lot of shit. But that can be a stout combo if they are both healthy. And are they healthy now? They, they are. are. They are. It's all that matters. George Kittle, questionable. We went through that. Cam Akers, however, look at the bench. DK Metcalf, Darnell Mooney, who I love. Yes. Uh, and Daryl Henderson, among others. Amari Cooper, Robert Woods. Um, I'm not even mentioning Josh Jacobs' name because he's dead to me. And uh, whatever. Defense kicker, it's fine. Mike has way more depth than I would have expected considering some of his draft positions. I think he got get value for almost every single dude he selected. Yep. Um, remember that if his two keeper running backs, Studs and Zeke and Henry, are healthy and on the field, they are going to be good. That elevates his floor. That makes Mike more scary than guys like me are willing to admit. Mm-hmm. I think you're right. Um, you didn't mention Christian Genera no. in that list that you put forward. I did not. Any particular reason as to why perhaps CRG is not among the contenders despite our um, love for some of his moves? He probably should be, but you're relying on Brees Hall, who we already talked about, might get off to a slow start. James Conner, I really like. Injury concerns there. Mixon, injury concerns there. But like we just said, he's just... They're healthy now, and that's all that really matters. Yep. Um, I honestly just went off Yahoo's stupid-ass fucking projections, mm. and they got him for like a 5-9 and nine record, which seems like insane. Wow. Actually, I think it might have been lower than that. This is what Yahoo knows, man. Yahoo's lost in the sauce, bro. What are we doing? So Where is he? Hold on. Let the boys watch. 5-9, five five and and nine, nine. 7th place, that's right, right in his wheelhouse. That's crazy. Just totally in his wheelhouse. That's, that is classic. 7th place. So, Maybe Yahoo does know everything. You know, if we're going to use Yahoo's projections then, and as I, I pull it up as well, 2-10, yeah. Dan, 2-12, uh, and 12, I'm sorry, as the worst team in the league, 4-10, and 10, Nick as the third worst team in the league, and sandwiched in between those two guys is Rich Ben, the Dotto Slayer? Ooh. It, he, he's not going to be that bad. Do you think he will be any bad? I think Rich has work to do, but all the draft is is forming a nucleus, right? You're yeah. forming your core. Yeah. Well, his core is his really stud fucking RB1 overall player in yeah. Jonathan Taylor, who's going to be a machine. We already talked about the Keenan Allen, AJ Brown combo. We like Juju. Whatever he gets out of Gibson, and like say what you will about what that they they fucked him, shot themselves in the wow, oh my god, shot themselves in the foot. I did not intend to do that. Oh man, Brian Robinson, (laughs) (laughs) that was funny. Listen, he's fine. We can joke about it. Um, Gibson's the man now, finally. And if he proves to them, hey, this is my opportunity. I'm gonna fucking kick ass. Then great, he's your guy forever, and I'm looking like a goofball for trading him. And then Clyde. I mean, he's still the starter. Say what you will about Pacheco, but he's still going to be the starter. Let's see what happens. And that's his flex. So I think he has work to do. Maybe if Gibson doesn't hit, Hawkinson, depending on what you feel, the flex maybe. Maybe Juju doesn't hit. Cool. That's fine. Your nucleus of Keenan, AJ, Taylor is going to be more than enough. Yes. More than enough. Dak, Keenan, AJ Brown, Juju, Jonathan Taylor. Those are the first five players that come down on his roster. I love that core. Yeah. Who knows about Gibson, Hawk, and Clyde? I hate his bench of the Montgomery, bench Chark, McKenzie, Devontae Parker, Michael Carter, Raheem Mostert. But you mentioned it. Between trades and Rich's savvy waiver wire prowess, 
He's got work to do, but it can be good. And that's why the projection gives him a shitty number. Mm -hmm. And we believe that he is going to be higher, especially when Derrick Henry did this for a shitty Mike's team last year. He single-handedly won weeks with 30 points. We will see games like that, probably against me, uh, with Jonathan Taylor. Um, Okay. And obviously, Dan, you know, Dan, Nick, some good keepers there. We just don't know. They've got work to do. Let's just leave that there. Right? Dan's rebuilding. Called it, called it last week. He's rebuilding this year. Call yeah. it. Um, I am going to move on. We got to move on. Do we? To the week one marquees. Marquees. Oh, we're here. Oh, it feels so good to hear that word. The marquee matchups for week Woo! one tones. You go first. Who you got for your marquees for week one of the Hold My Dick fantasy I season? I am so aroused right now, guys. Football is less than 24 hours away. For you guys, even less because you're listening to this uh, on a later time. That's how time works. Um, okay, I'm going with Franco versus Richard Ben. Richard, for all the reasons we just talked about, what's his team going to look like? Is John, Jonathan Taylor comes out and lays an egg week one against Houston. Are we sounding the alarms? I might be a little bit. Hmm. Shouldn't be. I'm yeah. going to be an idiot for it. Yeah. How's Antonio Gibson going to look with the backfield to himself against this shitty Jacksonville team, right? I think we have to see guys like Clyde. What's his workload like? Is Pacheco even a fucking player that is dressed in the game right we need to find out the answers to these questions it's just week one we're not going to overreact but there are a lot of guys on this team like fucking even aj what's his target share like if he just gets peppered with 12 targets great his analysis and my analysis on what he's going to be this year is going to be great if he ends up with six and hurts looks terrible uh uh-oh that's trouble so there's just a lot of answers i need to the test for rich on the other side of things franco Everyone loves this team. He's got a great team. On paper, it looks really good. Can it fucking deliver? That's I need that. I need that right now. Is Kamara going to be still Kamara? Is Lenny, who they just said the workload is dwindling, is it? Let's find that out, right, against Dallas. Deontay, you've expressed concerns. Yeah. Devontae Adams, new team. Let's find out. There's so many interesting matchups happening here of guys that are – we could have put all of these dudes in the wild card slots for these guys and let's see what they are so i'm i'm excited to see it i need franco's team to come out and just go beast mode yep. and the funniest part about it he takes the best defense in the league air quotes <laughs> going up against the rams thursday night yeah here we go what are we doing here doors matchups come on come on fuck all right doors marquee give me it uh i've got you versus nick oh and it's not pod bias. It's truly, to me, the most fascinating matchup of the week. Is this, Tones, I shouldn't even pose it to you, League, all other seven of you listening, is this a changing of the guard in terms of a great, great team swapping shittiness to greatness? Okay, hear me out. Tones has been mediocre at best for years. That's generous as fuck. In this league. The smartest guy around knows a dot and T dot and yak and all sorts of things. Start after catch. <laughs> and Nick Dotto, who has been so dominant for so long. But Nick does have Justin Jefferson, Christian McCaffrey, and Nick Chubb. Terrifying. Nick's team looks horrendous outside of that. Your team looks stacked on stacked on stacked. I can't wait to see how this plays out just in terms of who comes out 1-0, who comes out 0-1. Can Nick still do the bullshit that he's been doing for so long? I don't know. Awesome keepers in this situation. New look tutties for tones. Old school Nick. 
Amazing running back matchup, though, and that's the most thing, uh, the thing I'm looking at the most. Nick Chubb, Christian McCaffrey, Dalvin Cook, DeAndre Swift on the other side of it. Love it. Love to see it. Do you have any Monday nights? You got a Sunday night. You got Stefan Diggs on Thursday. Thursdays, I have no Monday. I have no Monday. I don't know if Nikki. So it's Nick. So. It's it's Dalton Schultz against Tom Brady on Sunday night. So at least you've got uh, guys going down to the wire. If nice. forty five year old Tom Brady not showing up to camp ends up burning you at the very end of week one, that would be almost poetic. But um, <laughs> it's okay. It's week one. We'll survive. I like this matchup. I'm excited. Fun. Those are the marquees. We're not done just yet oh boy little bit of fun as we take it home tones what do you got for our last little segment of the week i want bold ass predictions i want us to dig deep and get way out there my friend and let's get some bold predictions one for our league one for real football make multiple for real football i don't fucking care i got a couple here fantasy related one's our league you ready go for it the dottos are your bye week teams that's right wow I like Mike's draft, and Nick just figures it out, man. I will never doubt this guy. I'll never doubt him. I'll never, ever, until I see it, I will never. This is like Tom Brady. I want to bet the Tampa under this year so fucking bad, Mm. but I can't because it's Tom fucking Brady, and he's going to figure it out, so I'm not doing it. Uh, Real? Can I pause right there? Please. I love, and I want to put this in, interject before we go any further. You mentioned... A bunch of people in that, whether it comes to real football and fantasy football, and I have taken the complete opposite stance of all the things, so I can't wait to get to it when I do it, Ooh. but let me let you finish with your real football bull oh, I prediction. Like that. I yeah. like that. Fantasy real football. Go for it. I'm sorry, what? Fantasy fantasy real football. Just general, generic, genera. Just generic. What time is it? Fantasy football. Yes. Takes. Bold shit. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. We will see another Justin Jefferson this year. And by that, I mean mm. a late-round rookie sure. that goes astra-fucking-nomical. One of these guys, is it's going to happen. Not just 1,100 yards and six touchdowns. I'm talking beast mode, 1,400, 10 touchdowns. No doubt about it, keeper. Absolute monster. Someone grabbed that dude. Someone did. Maybe it's Alec Pierce. Everyone was hyping him up this year. Who knows? On the Alec Pierce thing, yeah. Michael Pittman. This year's Cooper Cup. Wow. Goes ballistic, gets like 190 targets, overall wide receiver one. It's all set up for him. I don't understand why it can't happen. Maybe Matt Ryan, the noodle arm, he's old, he's washed, maybe. Maybe Michael Pippen is just not that good. We're going to find out. But that's my bold predictions for fantasy stuff. Not like Matt Stafford was throwing with a strong arm last year either. I mean, I know he's got an arm, but he was in pain all year long. Tendinitis. Turned in one of the best receiving seasons of all time in Cooper Cup. Some bold predictions for me. How about fantasy football? Nick and Dan, both Smith, both will miss the playoffs in the same year for maybe the first time ever. Okay. On the flip side of that, me and you, we're back in, baby. Oh, yeah. We're back in. I don't, know, I don't know if there's ever been a time. Well, I know there hasn't been a time where there's you and I have been in and Nick and Dan have both been out. Has there ever been a time? Because Dan was in the finals with you and then you've just missed the playoffs every single year except for one year. One year. I don't know. I don't well, have the stats in front of me. That's but great. Nick and Dan. So oh. Are we in the finals? Is that your bold prediction? Do you want me to go that far? Because I don't think it's going to happen. I mean, I want but. it to be bold. I said bold, Doris. I said real fucking bold. We both make the playoffs. You go to the finals. Oh. And Nick and Dan miss. Honestly, which seems absurd. Nick has two of the best players in fantasy, period. But we said bold, so I listened and did my fucking homework. Nice. Um, bold for the NFL. Tom Brady. Oh. Steps away from football midseason. The Bucks miss the playoff. The Saints 
are the one seed. Let's go. Not just in their division, oh my God. but in the whole NFC. Is everything coming up tones right now? I guess. Your side of the table's loving some tones. I didn't even mean to make this so you. Wow. But I did this when I was really tired last night. And now what I'm realizing is I just put you as the one seed with your team in fantasy. This could be your year, man. Dude, I'm I'm erect. Oh, yeah. I'm so excited. And you're on TV. You have your own gift. One time. Well, you're, you're on, I'm not on TV. You're on TV. Okay. Yeah. You're just, you're just living the dream. That's it. And football's back. Just generally football's speaking. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. Things yeah. are coming up. Tones. Let's go. All, all right. right. That's all Let's I got. Get the positive vibes going here. Real football. Dan, this one's for you, buddy. Detroit Lions win more games than the Cowboys this year. Oh, Eat wow. your heart out, Ryan and Mike. I guess I'll throw Mike in there as a air quotes Cowboys fan. Loving the Lions, but this is more of a fade on the Cowboys. They suck. They suck. I faded everything Cowboys this year. I'm so excited. Bold Easy prediction. Money. Bold prediction. Go. The Patriots win less than four games this year. Yeah, I got their under. Easy. Yeah. Easy money. Free money. Who's yeah. your Super Bowl? Give me your Super Bowl right now. You want me to buy you some time? I'll buy you some time. Go ahead. Super Bowl. Eagles mm. out of the NFC. And I'm going to go AFC. Ooh, AFC stuff. It's got to be Chargers. We're going Eagles, Chargers. Chargers win it all. The Eagles. Yeah. I know you really like all the in. Eagles. NFC's shit. All in on the Eagles. Yeah. All in. Love it. Love their team. Okay. I'm going to go a rematch of a previous Super Bowl with very different faces Mm. at the helm. Mm. Um, Trey Lance and the San Francisco 49ers are going to meet the new look Kansas City Chiefs. Wow. In the Super Bowl. Oh, that'd be a fun one. Yeah. Oh, that'd be a good one. Such different offenses on both sides, considering the lack of Tyreek Hill and the remodel of KC Mm -hmm. and the complete overhaul, just the way Shanahan wants it to be in San Fran without Jimmy G, even though he'll still be there. Um, Yeah. Love it. You like it? I like that one a lot. I like that one a lot. That's good. Um, All right, Doris. Next time we're going to be sitting at this table with mics on. We will have matchups to discuss. We wow. will have things to overreact to. I am so excited. Yeah. It starts tomorrow. I'm so fucking jacked, Doris. Fantasy is back. Did Let's you go. did you put any money down on the game yet tomorrow? Do not you have yet. Any? Not yet. Okay. I got a free ten dollars from Bet365. Thank you. So I'm gonna work some nice little same game parlay situation. Um but I don't know. I don't know where to go. I'm kind of leaning Rams. Bills, two-point favorites on Bills the road? two-and-a-half point favorites. There are so half, many home underdogs. Yeah. And I just don't understand it. Yeah. Vegas knows something, and that makes me want to stay away. But I won't stay away because I'm a degenerate. Yeah. So I'm betting it. I'm probably awesome. going Rams. I'll give, take those free points at home. Give me your final score before we go. Oh, boy. And um, we can go back and laugh at ourselves later. Shootout City. We're going 35-31 Rams. Super disappointing, 20, 24 to 17. Uh, doors. Yeah. Why are you buzz killing, man? And the Rams win. The Bills, First all this. always electric. All Boy. this hype. Josh Allen throws two pick sixes. Because I drafted him. So <laughs> basically cursed his career. Uh, Bills lose. Rams are still the best. Um, that's it. That's all I got. All right. See you next time. See ya.